You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, Spurs fans? Ethan Quintero here alone, which is weird because Jude is uh, working tonight at a San Marcos High School football game, doing great over there. I am sure, as always, doing commentary, I believe, or he could just be doing uh, some reporting stuff. I'm not entirely sure, but doesn't matter because I'm here to be with you guys and talk some San Antonio Spurs basketball because we finally got a win here on November, what day is it? 5th, November 5th, 2021. We beat the Orlando Magic 102 to 89. Yes, this was a game that we should win uh, because at least I think we are objectively way better than the Orlando Magic, but it's still nice to finally get a win. Tanner Robertson, thank you for being here. My guy, Ethan is solo dolo. Let's see how it goes. I know some of you probably like Jude a lot more than me, but uh, I'm, I'm still here. This is all you got for tonight. So if you don't like me, just let me know in the comments. And this is really going to be an interactive one, guys. A lot more Q&A rather than just Jude and I discussing between each other because I'm alone and I need somebody to talk to because I can only hear myself talk for so long before I get tired of what I have to say. Um, with, with that being said, we still have the ordinary structure of the, uh, the uh, post-game recap. I'm just going to give you a few of my overall thoughts. I think we started off very sloppy, uh, despite you know getting up, I think, by 10 points in the first quarter. Once DeJounte left the game, again, we kind of got a little sloppy-doppy there and um, started turning the ball over a little too much. We let them get back into the game. Yes, Nick, this is different. This is way different. Unfortunately, Jude can't be here. Hopefully, this doesn't happen too often. Um, but like I said, keep talking to me in the group chat, and we will we will get talking with each other. Alexander, thank you for being here, my guy. I appreciate you as always. Anyway, like I was saying, we started off a little sloppy once DJ sat down, um, but we kind of got a rhythm back going again as we kind of went later into the game. And part of that, I think the energy was a little bit low at the start, and we kind of got it jolting once again, which was nice to see. We had a lot of good guys. We got a lot of guys play very well tonight. I'm going to give a few shout-outs, but I'm just going to go right jump right into the first uh, topic, which is offensive MVP. I have two. I'm going to give a co-MVP tonight, and it's Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray. Both finished with 20 points. Uh, DJ was just being DJ, man. He had 11 boards, 7 assists, 3 steals, just doing everything tonight. And he, What I like about DJ is when the game was on the line, when the Orlando Magic going on a run in the third quarter and going into the fourth quarter, he took it upon himself to be that go-to guy. And that's what we expect from DeJounte Murray. He's a guy that's 6'5", long wingspan. He can create his own shot in the mid-range. He showed that, continues to improve his three-point percentage. I think in the last five games, he's shooting like 46%. Thad Young's coming, Tanner, I promise. Thad Young's coming. I wanted to give these two guys a shout-out because Thad Young by himself wouldn't have been able – to get this dub, but I think these two guys were really significant uh, with getting that energy going and kind of waking up uh, the team. But like I said, DJ facilitating as always, really pushing the pace, which is always nice to see. And then Keldon Johnson also had 20 points, eight for 15, finally hit some of his three throws. He was four for five tonight, which is a great sign. Nine boards as usual. And what I like about Keldon Johnson is when he gets going in the full court offense in transition, he's impossible 
to stop. He is 100 miles an hour. And I know that sometimes gets him in trouble because of his one-dimensional game, which I've criticized as well as some of you guys in the chat. Uh, but when he gets going, he is really difficult to stop. He had a few incredible and ones. He had a couple incredible dunks that were just ferocious. I love the way he screams after he gets a dunk. That energy is what we needed tonight, and he provided it, and he was very significant offensively. That's why he gets my co-MVP with DeJounte Murray. Moving on to defensive player of the night. A lot of good choices tonight. I know Tanner's going to say that Thad's going to get snubbed again because he played a phenomenal game defensively. But I think he's gotten it, I think, three games in a row, and that's that's Devin Vassell. I just can't say enough about this guy. When he's on the court, he just you notice his defense. A lot of guys, you don't notice their defense. You kind of look at the box score and see, like, oh, he had three steals tonight, which Devin did. Therefore, he played a good game defensively. You can just tell by Devin's body language and his overall impact he was just all over the court defensively. Really glad to see what Devin brought tonight. But like I said, you can give a shout-out to Thaddeus Young as well. He had three blocks tonight, two steals, trying to lock down Mo Bamba. Kind of a hard um, hard guy to stop. He's so long and tall. But you know, Thad Young held his own. And what I like about Thad Young is he had a lot of energy plays tonight. We'll get to that in just a second. But a lot of energy defensive plays, which are always nice to see from your backup center, unfortunately playing backup center rather than power forward. But you know, what can you do? I'm the most. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Let's see what else you guys are saying here. Alexander, our starting guards are getting rebounds. Absolutely. Big shout out here. I forgot to mention this in my overall topics tonight. Derek White had 10 boards. DeJounte had 11. That's that we need that. We need that, especially when Jakob Pertl's not there to kind of hold our defense or hold our paint down. That was really underrated tonight, and um, it definitely had an impact because we because of those rebounds, we were able to push the pace because our guards were getting the ball, kind of like throwback to Russell Westbrook back in his OKC days, the way he would just take the ball off the glass, push it full court, and get easy buckets. That's what those guys are doing for us tonight. Let's see, Frank Quintero. Oh, my dad's in the chat. Frank, thanks for being here. Bryn Forbes, the only spur that didn't score. Bench played well. That's true. That is very true. Bryn Forbes only had three minutes. Um, I barely remember him being in the game. I remember seeing him, I think, in the second quarter, or maybe, yeah, toward the end of the second quarter when the Orlando Magic were started to go on a run. I think Pop was quick to pull them because, you know, like we always say, Bryn's unfortunately a defensive liability, um, so we weren't looking to get in any trouble there. Also with five minutes tonight was Trey Jones, who had a brief a brief uh, appearance in the game. I thought he played pretty well considering he only had five minutes. He made, took one shot, made one shot. He's looking very comfortable. Um, I'd like to see Trey get a few more minutes. I know he's young. I know who's he going to take minutes from Lonnie, Devin, you know, it's kind of hard to, to fit all of these guys in, in the game, but you know, he looks very comfortable in the way he played in summer league and the way he is taking advantage of this garbage time. Um, I'd like to see what he can do with some meaningful minutes. Let's see what else you guys have to say. Nick, Thad had, let's see, Thad had at least three forced turnovers after a Spurs missed shot or turnover. His hook was money, and his passing out of high post was good too. With that being said, Nick, first of all, 100% agree. Thank you for being here, sir. He is my unsung hero tonight, Thaddeus Young, like you said. He wasn't afraid of Mobamba. A lot of our guys were kind of avoiding the paint early because Mobamba is such a, you know, impactful paint defender. And the last time we met against them, I can't remember how many blocks he had, but it was 
it was profound the way he was locking down the paint. But Thaddeus Young, with that seasoned veteran mind, was able to take it to him, you know, kind of body him up a little bit, create some space, and his hook shot was falling, which is really nice to see. And if he can continue to play this way, you know, maybe I'm okay with him playing center. I still prefer him at power forward, if we're being honest, especially when we have a guy that's pretty almost seven feet tall in Jacques Landale. Uh, but Thaddeus Young, you know, he, he was he was very impactful tonight. Six for seven, very efficient. He had five assists. He was passing. He was dropped, putting dimes down. He had one early on. Who was it to? I think it was Devin going baseline. Or no, it was Trey. It was Trey Jones during his, you know, only five minutes of playing time. He was cutting baseline. Thaddeus found him on an incredible bounce pass, and he just mishandled the ball. But that would have been an ESPN top 10 play of the night. That was a crazy, crazy look from Thaddeus Young. And if he can continue playing like this, I think he will prove to be a phenomenal asset to have, um, especially because we need a veteran on this team to kind of you know, hone our young guys together after losing so many uh, veterans in offseason. Uh, but the biggest part of Thaddeus Young getting my unsung hero tonight, did you all see – his defensive, like transition defense all night long. He was every time he made a mistake, if he turned the ball over, he was sprinting down the court, 110% effort and uh, creating another turnover the other direction, you know, swiping at the ball, poking the ball loose. He had a pretty amazing block tonight. I can't remember who it was on, but it was, it was a forceful block. I think it was on Cole Anthony, if I'm not mistaken. Let me know in the chat. But Thaddeus Young was playing very well tonight, Tanner Robertson. <laughs> beginning his Bill Russell Award campaign. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but he definitely was playing you know, out of his mind tonight. And, and Pop liked it too. I'm sure y'all saw um, during that hustle play by Thaddeus, Pop you know, clapped everybody up, dapped him up on the sideline. Always great to see Pop energized and ready to go as well. Thaddeus Young, definitely deserving of unsung hero tonight. Let's see what Alexander said here in the chat. Uh, would be great to see Jacques getting minutes now that Jakob is not playing. Yeah, we talked about this a lot, Alexander, in the last one, and it's it's a reoccurring theme among Spurs fans and Spurs media people on Twitter and on YouTube. Everybody wants to see Jacques. We're just going to have to wait. I, I'm, I'm not surprised that we're not seeing him, even with Jakob being hurt. Um if I was a betting man when Jakob went down, I was I was going to bet, I was going to put everything I own that Jacques, uh, that Jacques would not get any minutes the other night, and he didn't, and he didn't get minutes tonight. I know we're not happy about it. I would like to see him play because, like we say, he is a you know experienced player, MVP, finals MVP in the NBL a couple of years ago, Olympic athlete, all of those things, and he's 6'11", and he can shoot. There's so many great things about him. Uh, but just having no NBA experience and being on the San Antonio Spurs, that's usually not a recipe, you know, for getting meaningful minutes, unfortunately. So I'm not shocked that he didn't get minutes tonight, but I would love to see him play. Um, fortunately, it, it, we didn't necessarily need him tonight because we we managed to keep that lead pretty much the entire game um, because Orlando's just not very good. But at the same time, because we were – in a lead pretty much the whole game. You would have liked to see him get some minutes, especially when Bryn's only getting three and Trey Jones is coming in for five. But I just, I just don't see it happen. happening. Um, Nick, good point. I wish I wish this would happen. Fat at the four, Jock at the five. I don't know why we don't do it. Um, it seems like a couple of years ago, we were doing everything in our power to get Pop to put 
you know, LaMarcus at the five and put Jakob on the bench. Because remember, for a while, he was playing LaMarcus at the four, Jakob at the five, and it just wasn't working because both of those guys at the time moved like their feet were covered in molasses and they couldn't defend anybody along the perimeter. Um, so we were a matchup nightmare, or, you know, they were a matchup nightmare because their guards were just going off. And so Pop was like, fine, I'll go small ball, fine. And now he's like making us eat our words because we were making him go small ball a couple of years ago and he just hasn't looked back. Uh, and he refuses to play Thaddeus at the four for some reason. I wish he would. I think it would work. I don't see why it wouldn't work because Thaddeus, you know, as we've seen, is a capable, you know, defender along the perimeter. He's six eight, so he can handle some of these longer, you know, threes or twos that maybe get switched on to him. Um but I, I don't know why we aren't seeing it. I hope we see it in the future because in offseason, Pop did say he would be playing with the lineups from game to game. So maybe he's just holding out and seeing, you know, if this lineup can improve. I, I don't know. I'm not in the front office. I'm not in the coaching room. So it's hard to say. Let's see what Eric has to say here. Uh, I think Vassell will be a starter by All-Star. I said last game, I don't know if he's going to be a starter just because the Spurs are so, you know, bought into Derek White and DeJounte Murray as our cornerstones in the backcourt. And, you know, as much as Derek White has struggled as of recently, offensively, defensively, he's still very good. Um, And he had 10 rebounds tonight. I know Devin's also a great defender, also a great rebounder. But Derek has that seniority, and that's usually where the Spurs tend to lean. Uh, you know, I, I think he's definitely starting caliber as far as talent goes. And how he played tonight, he had what, – what did he have? What are his stats? He had 12 points, two boards, three steals. I mean, that doesn't tell the whole story because Devin was definitely a spark plug off the bench with his 25 minutes. We could not have won this game without Devin Vassell, and that seems to be a recurring theme as he's kind of taken it upon himself to be that go-to scorer. And I love to see his confidence, his ability to pull up in mid-range is, you know, unparalleled other than maybe DeJounte Murray on our team. Uh, Plus, he's a great three-point threat. Um, He just has everything in his bag. If he improved his handle a little bit, I think that's his next step is just to become a better ball handler. And offensively, he is basically impossible to stop. Um, So I agree with you in theory. But because we are fans of the San Antonio Spurs and all of their glory and their five championships, I don't know if he's going to overtake Derek. And, you know, that's hard to say because I think Derek White coming off the bench as our backup point guard and our primary facilitator off the bench would be a better role for him. Uh, I don't know if he's made to be an off guard, you know, playing next to a ball dominant guy like DJ. He moves well off the ball. But he's not a sniper. He's a capable three-point shooter. But I, I don't think it works, really. But because he has the contract and because he's been here as long as he has, I think he's pretty much safe in that spot. <laughs> Tanner Robertson says, trade Derek. I don't know if we're going to go that far. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's get a few more games under his belt. I see where you're coming from. But let's see how he plays as we move along the season here. Um, let's see. Eric. Good point. I think we might be showcasing a few players right now, too. Also true. Uh, are you talking about just, like, trying to show our young guys off, or are you talking about, like, Thaddeus Young for trade bait type deal? Like, let's see, he can still play. Either way, you're correct. Um, but thank you for being here, sir. Alexander, I was talking to my friend Tanner Robertson about this, or so, sort of this topic, 
DJ playing like a most improved candidate if he stays like this all year. I predicted he would average about 18-7-7 and as we went into the preseason this offseason. It's looking like he's going to be right about there. And I think that is definitely in his wheelhouse. I think he is playing with a newfound confidence and a newfound ability to be a leader of a team. He has definitely closed the gap between himself and other great young point guards in the league like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who had a massive game against the Lakers was he last night or two nights ago. I think it was last night. And also De'Aaron Fox, who's struggling as of recently. I think DeJounte, at least to me, has proved that he is a more valuable player than a guy like De'Aaron Fox. And you can argue that either way, but you know, personally, DeJounte is a more all-around player. Um, so most improved player, that is definitely within his grasp, in my opinion. Uh, let's see, Eric, that would be hard too because Trey is a great ball handler. Are you referring to my point about Derek maybe moving to the backup point position? If that's what you're referring to, then I get it. Yeah, Trey, Trey unfortunately, I think is going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit this season just because we have you know too many guards on the roster. Unless somebody plays really bad, unless Bryn Forbes just refuses to you know, get involved offensively as the season progresses or Lonnie Walker all of a sudden takes a drop off. Uh, I, I just don't think Trey is going to get much playing time, unfortunately, because I, I love Trey Jones. I think he could be a future, you know, really solid contributor on our team because he's such a natural gifted floor general, um, you know, reminiscent of how Chris Paul kind of plays, you know, just really facilitating, operating in the pick and roll, getting to the cup. Uh, and he's really you know, improved as a shooter as well. Sorry, let's go back up here a little bit. I missed a couple of y'all's y'all's questions and comments. Let's see. I'm the most handsome. At this point, Jock will only get minutes if we are dominating teams or getting dominated like the Pacers game. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm the most handsome. We'd love to see him play a little bit more meaningful minutes, but unfortunately, this is what he's going to be. And I am... I'm conflicted because as a Spurs fan, as a Jacques Landale fan, I want to overreact. I want him to be the answer because he's played so well in his garbage minutes and in the preseason. But at the same time, let's just think back on recent history. Remember how well Lonnie Walker would play back when he was a young buck and he would come in for like five minutes and he'd go crazy. And then he had that Rockets game where he single-handedly took us you know, to the mountaintop and and outplayed James Harden and hit a bunch of threes to 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 get that secure that win. And we were like, Lonnie Walker's the next greatest player in Spurs history. He's the next Tim Duncan, the next Manu Ginobili, whatever you want to say. And he's come down to earth. And I don't think Lonnie's a bad player. Tonight he had seven points. He kind of sh- three for six from the field. He hit the only three that he took. Um, he was a little absent in my opinion tonight. But that's just you know. I think we all need to kind of keep a level head here. Uh, I know we want to go up in arms because Jacques Landale was, is, is a better matchup for most bigs on most nights. Uh, but let's not overreact here. He's only going to get garbage time for now. Um, you know, we want to see him play, but he's probably not going to play at this point. Let's see. I'm the most handsome. I keep clicking on yours, but this is not, this is not, not purposeful. DJ's a top 10 point guard. That's a good discussion. I, I haven't listed out my top 10 point guards of the season here, but uh, just without looking at the list, that's probably a safe bet. I, I wouldn't have a hard time believing that at this point. 
chilling with cats. Thanks for being here, my friend. We a playoff team. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're a playoff team. Uh, I I have. I guessed play in tournament range, nine or ten seed, um, going into the season, and how it's looking at this point. I'd say nine or ten is still the safest bet, um, but you never know. All of a sudden, we could hit you know our second wind and become um, just like an incredibly underrated team. And I think some keys to that would be trying to get Doug McDermott's rhythm back. He was a little off tonight, one for five from three. Felt like he was just kind of rushing it a little too much uh, from the perimeter, kind of forcing his jump shot in some situations. Uh, but I, I think that will that will pass. I think he just needs to kind of find his rhythm again, coming off injury. Uh, but let's get into the next topic here, so I don't keep rambling on and on and on, and you guys get bored. Uh, what are we? What do we get better at this game? Um, a highlight for me would be our offense, our half court offense. Everybody has improved, at least in this game, as a cutter and an off-ball, as an off-ball guy, including DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Derek White's always pretty good, but Doug McDermott as well. And I think part of that was kind of going to Thaddeus Young at that elbow area and letting him facilitate. But everybody was getting better at seeing space, eating space, you know, going back door, getting easy buckets. And that's where we were struggling in games past was in that half court setting. We were kind of just going pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll and getting, you know, swarmed by the, by the guy that was defending the role man, just kind of coming up on that screen, putting his hands in the air. And we were, you know, picking up our dribble because there was nowhere to go with the ball. And now all of a sudden we have a whole new dimension to our offense, which is it doesn't have to be DJ holding the ball, you know, with with a pick and roll with Yaka Pirtle to get a bucket. Now it can be, you know, a dribble handoff with Thaddeus Young. All of a sudden, Lonnie Walker cuts back door. He's got an easy drop-off pass. You know, we get an easy layup. Or Keldon Johnson coming from the from the weak side, you know, cutting baseline. All of a sudden, we find him. Easy pass, easy layup. You know, these are things that we've finally seeing against the Orlando Magic. I know Orlando's not exactly a, a top-tier defensive team. But just kind of seeing more cohesion is always a great sign, especially when that's something that we've struggled with so far in this season and where can we improve um i don't know our statistics as as far as turnovers go but just watching the game it felt a little bit sloppy in some situations i know i just gave a whole spiel complimenting our half court offense and kind of finding the open man but at the same time we're still showing our age a little bit too often a little bit you know too forceful trying to force feed somebody or get the pass through a tight window when it, you know, we really should have looked elsewhere. Um, just, just sloppy plays here and there that really gave Orlando life. Cause I felt like we were about ready to, you know, put our foot on Orlando's throat in so many points in this game. And all of a sudden we'd give them, you know, life. We'd give them momentum. We'd throw the ball away. We'd lose it out of bounds. We would, you know, Lonnie Walker had a moment in the game where he, you know, took it off the glass, pushed it full Full court, you know, trying to get an easy bucket, and he just slipped and fell, lost the handle, turnover, Orlando goes the other way, probably got an easy bucket. I can't remember off the top of my head. But just moments like that, that we still need to kind of tighten up a little bit. You know, we got to lessen the amount of angry timeouts that Pop is calling, is basically what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When Pop just calls a timeout and comes on the court just screaming at somebody, gets right in their face, we got we to gotta cut that down a little bit. Those amount of timeouts, they're kind of pumped up this season, and we got to bring that back down. 
to a healthy amount. Uh, a little bit of crazy pop is a good thing. We don't want to completely get rid of it, but it's a little too high at this point. So uh, we need to we need to fix some of those easily fixable mistakes. Um, another another good thing that I forgot to mention. Finally, we are shooting well from the free throw line. Eighty nine percent for this game. Sixteen for eighteen. The only people that missed free throws were Drew Eubanks and Keldon Johnson, which is expected. Everybody else was perfect from the line. Uh, which is great to see. We just kind of need to get our rhythm back up because for some reason this season we've been shooting pretty poorly, uh, and I can't imagine why that would be the case. But finally, it seems like we're getting our rhythm back. Um, let's go back to the comments here for a second. Uh, Eric, let's see what you have to say. Lonnie was so athletic compared to the roster we had against those Rockets. Yes, sorry about that. That's a, it's, I should have brought that up earlier. Let's see what else you said. It was Orlando, let's see, Sunday against a hyper-athletic team. Yes, uh, it is smart to keep all of this, everything that I'm saying that's positive, with a grain of salt because Orlando is not exactly uh, a powerhouse at this point in the NBA. Um, Tanner Robertson, Chip England, fraudulent. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that one, Tanner. Maybe you can explain yourself in the with another comment. Maybe I can side with you, but uh, not at this point, buddy. I'm not a, I'm not jumping on that train as of yet. Let's see who are we playing on Sunday. The Thunder. Okay. Uh, yeah, that should be a good game. The Thunder. They're they're about as young as we are. Actually, they're way younger than us. Probably like a year or two younger than us on average. Um, that'll be a good matchup. That's it's a good. A good test for DJ and Dara going up against Josh Giddy, a pretty talented playmaker, um, and their young you're their young core as well. They're fighting along with us to try and get into that play-in spot. I don't think they have as good of a case because they're way younger than us and because they don't have Greg Popovich, but it will still be a good game to watch for sure. <laughs> Only reason to explain bad free throw performances. You're right, Tanner. It, just blame. Let's just blame Chip England. That's just absolute. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. No other factors can possibly contribute to bad free throw shooting. You are correct. All right, guys. I'm gonna. I, I finished everything that I wanted to talk about. So if you guys have any questions about anything Spurs related or anything personal, I mean, I don't know what y'all want to talk about. Uh, we can keep this thing going for about you know five minutes or so, or however long you guys have comments to discuss. Um, so just bring it on. I'm just sitting here without Jude trying to fill up some time. Let's see. I'm the most handsome DJ going to put the clamps on SGA. Yes, sir. I hope so. I mean, this, this is, this is a great matchup SGA versus DJ. Let's see who's really the good point guard. You know what I mean? Cause these guys have very similar skill sets. Maybe SGA is a little bit better of a three point shooter at this point in the season debatable because DeJounte all of a sudden is Steph Curry. Uh, but we'll see. It'll be a good matchup for sure. Tanner, how the grades looking? They're all right. They're all right. I don't want to say anything more. They don't want to say anything more. They're all right. <laughs> I'm passing, and that's the important thing. Again, guys, thank you so much for being in here. Uh, I know Jude not being here is a kind of a different vibe. I hope it wasn't too weird or too much of an adjustment. Like I said, if you don't like me, you just tend to like Jude. Um, this probably wasn't the video for you, <laughs> but I, I, I did my best. I thought, um, so thank you guys for being here. I'm trying to find, there we go. Jude's usually the one that handles all the texts and stuff. So this is a, a whole new ball game for me. Don't forget to like, and subscribe as always here at SSPN.
follow us on Twitter. I know Jude's not here, but go ahead and give him a follow anyway. And of course, follow and subscribe to Spurs Tube TV. We'll be on there a couple times here in the future. I think Jude's coming on soon. Nick, I appreciate you, my boy. I like this. We got to get some some vulgarity in here. I'm liking it. I can't cuss because of YouTube would take it down, but I can show you guys cussing for sure. Uh, or at least I can't say that word. I can say other words for sure. All right, looks like the comment section isn't blowing up. I guess I covered everything you guys wanted to talk about. So we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Like I said, I'm Ethan Quintero. I'm here for Jude McLaren, who's not here. We are SSPN. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Spurs Tube TV as well as SSPN if you want more Spurs content. We'll be back. I don't think we're going to be covering Sunday's game because I will be out of town, but maybe Jude will be here. Just be in touch. I'm sure we'll be putting stuff on our Twitters and on our YouTube feed as the weekend progresses. But with that being said, you guys have a great night, and I hope you enjoy.